Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my co-host and brother hmm. Devin. Hello. You are my co-host. <laughs> this is the Art of Craftsmanship podcast where we like to help you guys get started on your next first project. Devin, what do you got for us today? Only two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity, and I'm not sure about the former. That's uh, Albert Einstein. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Theory of relativity. Yeah. Human um, stupidity. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I get that. That uh, kind of popped in my head. You know, just driving around daily. There's right. a lot of stupidity out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a uh, man. Like, I think the human stupidity is you know, falls in line with. Um, inconsiderateness <laughs> like people are doing things they're not mm. just not thinking about other people and then because of that that something stupid happens and it affects other people and you're like, oh. yeah that's where i get the most frustrated inconsiderate yeah. people it's driving on there's a, a busy road near us dustin knows it um and uh it's just terrible it's n- no good there's so many businesses on it but there's not many good turn lanes and it's just such a mess it's the worst place to drive and uh we're driving it today, and just everyone seemed like it's one of those days where you think everyone's trying to hit you. <laughs> like, why is everyone coming so close? And then, uh, so we we uh, went to Walmart to pick up some groceries. We do the pickup thing now most of the time, right? Where like, you can yeah, pull yeah. up and they'll load you up for free. And yep, uh, we we did it, and then <laughs> drove all the way home, and then. I went to get the groceries and bring them inside, and they're not our groceries. Oh, my gosh. The whole full trunk. <laughs> Jeez. Like weird stuff, <laughs> like a bag of chicken bits and like uh, Marie Callender's, like 30 of those um, frozen meals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was the one time we had that we, I, I've been, when we used to do it, I used to hop, hop out and help them with, with it. You know, they're doing it for right. free, whatever. Yep. I'll hop out load everything in thanks but now on the website it says not to get out because of covid right so yep. i feel like a, i feel like a jerk but it's your that's what your website says <laughs> <sighs> so of course i didn't look at him he just loads me up we say our name and and we get there it's like oh what do we do? what do we do uh, well i of course walmart the whole store wouldn't they wouldn't um pick up any of their phones like all the departments <laughs> so i had to drive all the way back and say Jesus. hey these aren't mine oh yeah are you are you uh you know so and so yeah this is us so that was fun <laughs> i don't i don't know the stupidity part on that 
who necessarily was to blame for that one. But I mean, yeah, exactly. The fact that you go in, you know, you say that your your name is this. I'm here to pick up this. They come out. They ch- double check with you at the car, right? They're like, you're blah blah blah. Well, they did. Yep. They got my yeah, name, right. and then yeah. usually they'll say like, "Hey, are your switches okay?" Or are we we um, we were missing this and this. Right. You go, yeah. okay. But they didn't say any of that this time. They right. just popped the trunk and loaded me up, and there we go. So, <laughs> yeah. Speak, <laughs> speaking of like feeling weird about it, I am. Um, we, let's see. We, my, my wife uh, had a, a coworker of hers had gotten uh, COVID. So, um, we were quarantining while she went through the two weeks to ensure that, you know, she hadn't gotten it, which she didn't. And, uh, during that time, was the first time that we actually did a like car side delivery on groceries uh-huh. because of that. Cause we had to quarantine, but we needed groceries. So I went to pick it up and man, I felt like such an asshole. Like there's this <laughs> like younger woman comes out is it was like 10 bags. And I'm just like, open up the truck. And I felt so horrible. I was right. like, man, you know, it's like, that I would never do that. You know, a woman comes out like, of course I'm going to get out and help her, you know, unload yeah. the bags or even just do it, you know. Yeah. But, man. I mean, so, yeah, I don't know if they have a specific policy where we got that from, from Wegmans, the grocery store. But, you know, I mean, it makes mm. sense now. that They're like, we actually prefer that you not do it because of that policy. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's. And that we yeah. used to always do it. And we used to make fun of people who didn't do it. Didn't help. <laughs> right. We'd yeah. be like, look at this person just sitting there on their phone as. The people load them up for free. You know, they're, they're right. too lazy to even go in and shop. You know, yeah. I mean, we're kind of making that's... fun of ourselves as we're doing it, but it's <laughs> it's like, come on, at least help them load it up, you know. But Right. Yeah. Now yeah, they say they, not to. So I, I, yeah. I, I, we're trying to follow the rules, but I still feel like a dick. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what, that's what it does to you. You know, you feel that way and then you get home and they're not your groceries. <laughs> right. I was like, I should have <laughs> helped them load anyway. <laughs> and of course, when I get back, I hopped right out and was checking stuff and trying to get it all figured out. So all that went right out the window. But yeah, and I, I yeah, wasn't and, like, I don't know. You don't know who to get pissed at. Like who messed it up? Was it the guy Did someone label it wrong? Like, I, I don't know. It's just a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, it kind of reminds me of, you know, obviously we always come back to the, the comments on the YouTube channel. But um, just the 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 amount of stupidity that it comes through YouTube video comments, not not even just just ours, but everyone. I mean, I read them all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, like really? Yeah. <laughs> like, but if you just like take one second to consider what you're saying, or or second, you know, like double check what you're saying, or think about the answer to your question before you answer it, before you <laughs> ask it, because the answer is there in the video, or it's there in the title, or it's like, right. oh man. But I forget who was it. Maybe it was like Joe Rogan's podcast or something. They're discussing that. And there is a lot of people with different types of mental illness. So I'm sure mm-hmm. there's just some people who are jerks. But I feel like it's either that or, or kids. Like some <laughs> of this stuff is so poorly like put together. Or bots. I don't know. <laughs> it seems so obviously wrong you know the, right. the, the points they're trying to make that it's like there has there's something something wrong here <laughs> well i like uh brian house his his response to a uh <laughs> comment on his video he posted on instagram so i don't feel bad about like blasting this person but uh mm-hmm. the person commented too much random talking get to the point 
And his response <laughs> on his channel was, uh, is he had this almost like a candid, like auto response. He said, this channel has a zero tolerance rule for whiners and complainers. This comment takes the boxes <laughs> on both. And then below it's like complaining and whining, check, check, move <laughs> along. <laughs> so good. I was like, oh, it's so good. Right. Zero tolerance rule for whiners. It's so Brian is the, uh, is the admin for a few different, um, Facebook groups. Uh, mm. you know, especially the, um, the home built grinders, home built grinders and machines, something like that, um, which he started and does a lot of stuff with the revolution grinder on there. But, you know, he's got that admin mentality He's like, you know, on the page, like page like that, you're just like, you're out, you know, you, you let, <laughs> it's all about people wanting to come in and discuss and have a good time and kind of learn from each other. Yeah. You know, if we could only do that. I mean, I guess we can do that on the YouTube channel, but, but, you know, from the Facebook group, he's not, he's not making like ad revenue based off of views you know he's right he's he's supporting his business by like having that um having that platform but you know that's the thing you if you if you uh remove or boot like a subscriber then that's <laughs> that's one less subscriber less money <laughs> right and, it's, you just have to take it that's <laughs> um an old daydream of mine was what i could say if i had my own business mm-hmm. how i would treat people i mean you treat everyone with respect but the second right they start getting nasty and saying stuff. You know, when I was young, working for whatever in high school, Target and Best Buy and stuff. Right. You just had to take it. Like, your <laughs> job was on the line if you didn't take it. Right. And whatever BS they said, you'd have to kind of try to make it right, even if it didn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a 16-year-old kid. Like, leave me alone. Like, So I always <laughs> yeah, dread. If I, I was I the boss, I would just walk out and be like, yeah, we're going to need you to leave. Yeah. See, like, like, oh, but this is wrong. It's fine. You have to leave now. <laughs> just, <laughs> we don't need your business. We don't. We don't. Yeah, we don't need your business here. That's always a, a daydream. Just to be able to say that to someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that is that is a nice thing. Yeah, we can with you can you can just delete comments. Yeah. So when someone puts on something that's actually just really stupid or offensive, we just delete it. Well, you know, that, well, not. I mean, our, to yeah, to a degree. I, th- I right. feel like we keep a lot of them though. Yeah. No, I mean, like, if, if it's real, if oh, it's like, if, if, yeah, if they're if it's using offensive. really yeah. kind of nasty language. Right. And... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because any, you know, like, like we said last week, you know, all that, all that, uh, any comment, not pe- positive or negative, it's just, it builds more, more, uh, traffic. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that's the algorithm now of comments. Yeah. yeah. That's what I hear, but stupid who knows? people are not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to chase. The algorithm, it's kind of Man. impossible to do. Yeah, have you seen, speaking of new things, um, have you seen shorts on on YouTube? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> Choking what is up. What is I it? Know. Shorts, like not shorts, but short videos. Have you seen that people are posting shorts now? No. You can do like, a, it's they're just called shorts. I've seen they popped up over the last like week that I guess you can just do a short less than a minute video on uh on youtube so they want to be instagram yeah yep Ah. (laughs) (laughs) reels are long instagram posts and shorts are short youtube posts oh it's yeah it's uh again i don't know if we talked about or who who, i get my podcast messed up messed up (laughs) even if it's us um talking about how all these companies try to be each other Mm mm-hmm Everyone needs to have, well, if they have this, let's try to incorporate that into ours. So they all have like 10 different things they're all trying to do. And yeah, I mean, I guess it works. You got to keep up, but a short, like what's the point of that on YouTube? 
Right, exactly. YouTube doesn't get enough traffic. Like, and and the people that I've seen using it, unfortunately, I've seen Rango Star using it a lot, which is a little annoying. But it's all mm-hmm. these little clips from videos he's already put out. Mm. So it's like, it just a short like a forty-five second clip of something he did that was kind of cool in the video. Well, yeah. you, and like you, that's, I, I guess it brings in more viewers. Like, but it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I guess you'd get more views. Right. Like if if we cut our 45-minute video up to 45 different videos, <laughs> would we get like <laughs> one viewer watching 45 times? I forget who else I've seen. I saw a couple of different people use it, but I was like, all of a I mean, sudden, I don't know. We can, we, like, we, can, we can look at it and see if it's something we can do. I, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a pain enough just uploading. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like where it would be kind of cool is to have some like sneak peek shorts leading up to a video, mm. right? You like post like, you know, in the, in the week before or something, or you know, or mean, you just treat it like Instagram and kind of do a, right. a talk. Hey, is Dustin here? Blah blah. blah. I'm doing this. Check this out. Right. Right. I'm watching this. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really and that's kind of yeah, exactly. The community posts you can do that there, and yeah, it's just. I guess I mean that's it's the weird. whole point, right? You're trying to get to the, you know, it's you're trying to reach the customer as quick as possible and get them yeah. to watch your videos. So, yeah. But yeah, just from what I've seen so far, it's it's just kind of annoying. I was like, I don't I don't care about seeing all these little clips of things that already happened. You know, I've already <laughs> seen that. Show me something new. <laughs> Again, we always we always discuss this. If anyone out there is interested, uh, we're looking for a business manager and helper to <laughs> take care of all the bullshit we don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. Because we're always going like, ah, oh, that extra. We don't want to do that. And you should, you know, you should post to this. You should do that. You should have this, this, and this account. Like, I know, it, it takes enough time. Just what we're doing. Like, right. <laughs> all day. <laughs> right. All we day, shoot. every day. I'm I'm like trying to. You know, respond to comments, put uh, Instagram posts <laughs> on, you know, I mean, that's, it's just, obviously that's the job and that's fine. Cause we love doing it. I love doing it. It's yeah. The, for so that, that fun. stuff, but the, all the editing already. And, and yeah, exactly. It's already all, all day. It's already me pushing, pushing the channel, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't need to do all the rest. So we need you know, a nerd who will work do. for free. That's what we're looking for. So <laughs> email us if that's you. <laughs> Caitlin O'Hara and Nicole O'Hara. <laughs> yeah, our wives. <laughs> Bunch of nerds. Nerds that work for free. They're not working no, for free. She, they're already they're making money. <laughs> she'll do a, not a lot of money. No, we're getting something. <laughs> she actually made some spreadsheets for us, so that was actually yeah, good. She likes that, that type great. of stuff. Yeah. But I, she's she's not gonna contact people for this and that. Um Right. I guess and we my could wife talk has about, done done a lot of the uh she's helped out with the, the logos and stuff, like turning them into mm-hmm. illustrator files and helped me out in that way. You know, when we trans transfer one of the drawings or something that I do to a logo and the new logo, the AOC logo, the runes with the the mountaintop and all. So, yeah, it's where, um, where they can. Because mm-hmm. we're trying to I guess we could talk. It doesn't matter. We're trying to test one ad on videos because mm-hmm. we always I mean, I never liked ads. We still don't. And I don't think they generate that much revenue, but we don't know because we've never had them. On any of our videos, right. so you, but it's just so annoying. You watch every now, but it's become so widespread that you almost feel like, are we the only ones without ads? Right. And is if is is that good? Is are people making more money, or are they getting so many more views? Like, 
does YouTube suggest them more because YouTube can get ad revenue? Like, yeah. I don't know. So, so we made a chart. I think we put it. We decided to put one ad in the middle of ten videos. Right. Yeah, ten what, videos that we've already done. Do. Yeah, they're already out there. Right. So, our idea yeah. is for one, let's see if there's people complaining. But one ad on a forty-five minute video shouldn't. You wouldn't think it would get many complaints, but you never know. Right. And two. If it makes any more money, right? If it makes a dollar more a month, then we're gonna take them down. Yeah, right. Exactly. If all of a sudden it's like hundreds of dollars more, then we we might think about it. But yeah. So we have that. We're doing a little test now. So if you see one ad <laughs> on one of our older videos, you'll know why. Watch it all the way through. <laughs> right. All two hundred and fifty people who are listening to this podcast, it's gonna make a difference. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, uh, I always tell people that. I'm like, don't worry about watching the ads. They're like, does, how, you know, they like kind of ask about how do you make money, blah, blah, blah. And I, so I tell them about the ad revenue and, you know, when the ads play, depending on how long you watch, it makes, you know, a, a larger percentage of a penny, basically, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. And then if you click on it and you actually go to it, then, you know, and then you buy something, like, obviously each of those things add up. But if you're not, if you're not actually interested in the ad, I'm like, don't watch the ads. They're like, oh, I'll watch the whole yeah. thing. No, don't worry about it. You know, like uh, like a dozen people watching those ads all the way through isn't going to make a difference. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be thousands even to make a dent, which is really, uh, really right. strange. Yeah. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just kind of crazy how minuscule the amount of, if you try to put it, to, put it, you know, comparison the actual amount of money you're making per ad that's shown, it's so so small. <laughs> right. And it's like it's nothing. It's percentages of a, of a penny. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, if everyone wants to watch all the ads, that would be great. <laughs> but I always tell people, <laughs> or, I'm like, I don't watch the ads, so you don't have to watch the ads. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, yeah. So uh, last week. Um, we talked about, uh, so first off, I want to say that, um, uh, so this week we are going to do a part two of the, the, the podcast we did last week, which was the recommendations. And obviously we always start off and talk about what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll go into some more recommendations because I have like a ton that I didn't actually go over last week. <laughs> and I know Devin, you don't really, but I figured we can kind of do like a, I could say, say some stuff, and then you could rebuttal. And if you have some things that you think of as we go, then you can throw them in too. I'll do my hot take. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like you know, like you did last week when we talked about the movies, and then we were kind of going back and forth mm. about that. So, yeah. But um, but yeah. So last week we talked about picking up the anvil, the post, not the anvil, the post vice. Yeah. So I bought I bought a post vice on eBay, and uh, drove up to Pennsylvania. Um, in the morning on Saturday and picked up this uh, post device. And actually the place that I went was really awesome. This old guy, this awesome uh, antique store, mostly focused on blacksmithing stuff, you know, Mm. tons of really cool stuff. Um, But he sells mostly on eBay. Now he doesn't actually have hours uh, unless you do it by, um, by reservation, right? You call yeah. up and ask if you can go in. And now that now that I've been there and I am like, you know, and I've talked to him <laughs> now, I can go back. You know, and we can actually make an appointment and go back. And he's got some he has some other stuff at his house there as well, you know. So he's got stuff at his house, he's got stuff at this shop. He said he had a bunch of stuff outside that's all covered in snow. It was covered in snow last weekend, so 
So we'll definitely be going back in the spring. And so we've got tons of tongs and all sorts of stuff. So a bunch of good stuff to fill out the uh, the smithy. But um, but yeah, so we started started working on a, a new video of restoring the post vise. And if you guys follow us on Instagram, you'll have seen um, some pictures of the vise, um, which is it's uh, really nice. I'm super excited with it. It's uh, just under four inches in the jaws. The jaws are really clean. Um, they're not, you know, they're really flat they they uh, come together really nicely um and it's it's old super super old (laughs) (laughs) like like pre-1830s old so 200 years old it just just blows my mind yeah Um, we think right yeah Yeah, i mean and all yeah all the signs on it everything the, the way it's built all leans to that um we did find some markings on it which we found the word the name or the word fisher um which is F-I-S-C-H-E-R. Um, yeah. And the actual Fisher anvils are F-I-S-H-E-R. Yeah, I, I found that too. I was I was yeah. looking after we, because we were almost done shooting, and Dustin yeah. had sprayed a bunch of uh, rust dissolver stuff on it. And then as, as I was going to pack the camera yeah, up, I, right. I kind of looked over and I, I saw that a, uh, a marking had revealed itself. That was great. You're like, there's something there. Like, <laughs> Oh, there is something. Yeah, we started looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, so we found the marking Fisher. Um, so I'm not sure what that is because it's not it's not spelled the same way as Fisher. Yeah. Fisher and it's and it's not necessarily centered or square. Right. Or in a spot that maybe someone it I mean, that might be its age too. You know, right. there's not yeah. as much uh uh, you know, mass tool manufacturing. If it right. really is 200 years old, then it probably was just batches of a small company making them or a single guy. Um, right. But it's kind of, it's at an angle where you think it might not be. And it seems like right. just because the word's a little bit too long for the spot. Right, um, right. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. So why wasn't it on the like vice arm or why wasn't it on a different spot? You know, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly, and, it, and I mean the spot that it's on is on the the hinge part, the block hinge, which where the two jaws hinge together at the bottom, um, which is definitely an original piece. It's not like it's something that someone like fixed later, because it's all forge welded together. And I'm assuming I I don't know for sure, but I'm sure if I did a little bit more research or actually put some got some like acid or something and put it on the on the vice, I could find out if it were uh, wrought iron, which I'm assuming it's wrought iron. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, just just the way it's made. There's a lot of forge welding in it, which is really awesome. Yeah, um, you know, it's still real it's solid. A, the, the, everything's nice and straight. The handle straight. The leg straight. The uh, it, the screw is really clean. Um, the screw box is going to need some love, and that's where we kind of had a little bit of hold up in the video, just because it's uh there's it's got like keys on, it's supposed to have i think key on the top and the bottom that kind of hold it in the jaw that way it, it, the box won't spin and then the screw sc- screws into it you know like a giant like a nut and bolt right um, and yeah so so the what i've heard and what i've read is that the threads on the inside of that have were brazed on so not like machined out or something so mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy um i uh i got some good feedback on facebook and on uh instagram uh, Justin Dietrich oh, yeah. actually reached out and uh, you know let us know that he thought that Brett McAfee could probably add some more uh, insight into it. So he messaged Brett, and then Brett came over um, 
and Brett is on Instagram at he's uh, Skull and Spade on Instagram. Um, Justin Dietrich is J Dietrich, I think just J Dietrich on Instagram. But um, yeah, he came over and gave us some in, gave us some uh, advice, and I actually went. I'd seen some of his videos. I mean, I've been a subscriber and a follower of, of uh, Brett's for a while because he used to be um, he used to be Jimmy Duresta's like main assistant, shop assistant. Mm. So I've known him for a while. So I'm sure Justin met him through the Maker Camp, which now is going to be back up and running this year. As far as we know, everything right now, the plan is for that to be there. So October we will definitely 8th. be there. Yeah, either or, either we as in both of us or we as in the art craftsmanship, you know, by me. Because I will definitely be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll definitely have uh, FOMO if I, if I don't go. <laughs> right. it, is a, it is a day after my birthday, so maybe I can I can escape by saying it's like my birthday gift. Birthday weekend. But then we I also had to figure out how much we want to shoot. Right. Um, I'm sure yeah, people would like to see and, it. Yeah. Because right. um, I, I, I've looked around for videos, and it's hard to find. Not a lot of people shot stuff. And and what mm-hmm. format? Because obviously I'm not, we're not just going to stand there and record full demonstrations because right for one it, it's it kind of becomes that person's property whatever their their teaching is you know yep we're not going to take and record one of their classes if they're if they're if you know if, if they have it on their own youtube channel or they are making some money off of it instructional wise uh right yeah so maybe it's just like a oops. maybe it's just like a cinematic you know video so if we go up you know do an intro um, and then just get a bunch of footage from the weekend doing stuff and people talking. You know, I think I've I've seen, um, I think I saw some videos of of it from a few people who were there. Yeah. But my my main my main kind of reference to what I'm comparing it to is different people's like going to other shows like the Maker. Um, mm-hmm. What's it called? Maker Maker Central. You know, like. You know, people being together, like I've seen other, you know, videos where Duresta will put up like a vlog video of him going different places and then right. talking to a few different people, be like, hey, my name's blah, 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 and I'm a maker. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I do this and this. So and this. almost, almost like travel vlog style, but. Yeah, right. But we could, I think it'd be nice if, if we went and, uh, I don't know, maybe if there's, you know, camping or whatever, we hang out with some people, then you can just talk to them for a minute. Right. It doesn't have to be any big names, but maybe some people we've met online already or ha- or have had on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Just sit down and talk a little bit and just have little clips of people just chatting. It'd be it'd be nice and hang yeah, around a fire awesome. or whatever in between classes, whatever it is. I, I don't really know, but yeah, um, yeah, in between presentations and stuff and yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like I said, and then you know, if we feel weird about it or whatever and it, maybe it's just cinematic stuff, maybe it's just you <laughs> You know, we're together and we're just getting some shots of different stuff throughout the thing. And it's a 10 minute video that just shows what is happening, you know, against some music or something. Or we do it where it's a gotcha series. We just kind of <laughs> catch people <laughs> saying things and we got gotcha. you. And then we become the TMZ of YouTube and just you won't believe what blah, blah, blah said. <laughs> Never invited back again. <laughs> we already got gotcha. you. You've been guys. got. <laughs> They're, They're weird. Pumped. They're weird. <laughs> Snooping around, <laughs> peering around people. trees. <laughs> people we've never met before. <laughs> we thought they were cool. They sounded cool on the podcast, but then yeah. they came and they were real weird. <laughs> really strange. <laughs> Did you? So, uh, I, 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 I like to. Um, 
obviously reference some of the other podcasts we listen to, but I was listening to Brian House's podcast, um, and he was talking about uh, our our we came up in this podcast and he was talking about how, you know, between you and I and our brothers, like we know a lot, we've done a lot, our family, you know, and he was like, he was like, man, they would make a really good reality show. And he started talking about <laughs> us and a couple other people like that. And I was like, that's pretty funny. I like that. I don't think we're dramatic enough for that. No, but you know, we, we could, we could we, make we it do. entertaining. It would be wholesome entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> like playing the kid like, a, like, like a British reality show. They're always yeah. a little bit, a little bit nicer, or at least some right. of them. I uh real quick I know we're not, we're getting off topic here. Oh, yeah. Um when I was in London for my honeymoon. Yeah. We were watching late night British TV. I wasn't even that late. It was like 9 or 10. Mm. Um and we're just watching some TV in our hotel room and it was a dating show. I mean, yeah. I'm sure if we have any British listeners they can tell us or email us in exactly what it was. But it was a dating show where they reveal their genitals first. Ah, nice. I like it. And actually show it on just normal cable TV. <laughs> so we're just watching it and they're like, all right, here's some, some fellas. And, you know, it's like feet. It's like, okay, you know, they're, you, know you got to go up. That's it for guys. I mean, what do they yeah. got? <laughs> and then it was just a bunch of row of dicks. I was like, wow. Well, and they're just like talking about them. And, and like, dicks. I was like, huh. Was it? And then they, they and like, then they they go up and obviously then you have like abs and stuff and they talk about it and then then their face. <laughs> Were they like revealing it slowly? So all yeah, you yeah, saw, yeah. You have someone standing so... behind like a moving wall. <laughs> so it's like it's like their their idea was dating purely not only just appearance but like genitals. I don't know. <laughs> Were, did did they have the women as well or was it just just the dudes? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We, we watched about four episodes because we were fascinated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a marathon, apparently. Nice. And, of course, the first three were all dudes. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> like, let me get a chick episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was like two gay episodes and then a, a straight female looking for male episode. And then it's like, next up, uh, the ladies. Blah, blah, or, I was like, yeah, here we go. And it was like 40-somethings, 50s. Oh, upwards man. it was like a bunch of old broads and i what <laughs> i was like oh, hey we still watched it was kind of yeah, it was right. funny <laughs> that's great yeah that reminds me i was um <clears throat> went to italy when i was in grad school and same thing yeah late night there's just like softcore porn on at, you know <laughs> in the evenings 10 o'clock you know network tv I'm like man how about that it's crazy all right a lot less uh a lot less um prudish in other countries yeah you know, whatever uh Definitely not as the, the the religious base, right? That the U.S. has that keeps things. Yeah, what was that? Uh, I know that Craig Lockwood was talking about that on one of the Knife Talk podcasts. About it was like uh, in in the newspaper, the weekly newspaper. There was like the I forget what he called it, but it was like you know there was always just a chick with her boobs out. You know, oh yeah, on page like three, you know, it was like it was it was the the booby picture of the week and they're like all these different famous <laughs> famous like actresses and stuff and just you know oh, topless. No. Oh, that's rough <laughs> i mean unless they did it unless they want to be topless no yeah they were all it was all posed it wasn't okay. like we caught you at like a nude beach no it was it was like a playboy centerfold <laughs> okay. but just in the in the newspaper or in the magazine or something well, all right every every day or every week <laughs> i mean you know some of that i think is okay you shouldn't mystify it and make it such a 
a taboo you know, thing. He also said it, they would, there'd be like a write up about them. Like they go to this school, they went to this. These are their dreams. Yeah, and sh- so it wasn't purely yeah. just. I mean, obviously, you know, you just, just like Playboy. Them. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's articles. <laughs> there's articles. You know, there, there's words in there. Sometimes. She's a waitress now, but wants to be an actress. <laughs> Yeah, so uh yeah, so we're working on that uh on the post twice. The restoration's going good. Yeah. (laughs) Back to that. We got (laughs) way, way off boy. My yeah, my hands are all my pores are filled with uh WD forty and and like dust. Yeah, I was thinking I I, I, yeah, I didn't know why you should have some gloves on. Some even rubber gloves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just think of but uh, when I whenever I do that something like that, my hands are just gross. I think of uh, Liam Hoffman every time I see a video of his on Instagram. His hands are just black, from like <laughs> hands to the his wrists, just black every single time. I go, oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's it's a it is. I have been thinking a lot about the video, which I think means it's a good video coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think about it and I look it up and I've been like wondering how we're gonna shoot it next. Yeah. And, what we can get and what our angle should be, like when we name it. And I think, obviously, people want to see people who are interested in whatever work they're doing. Right, yeah. So I think it'll be fun. And you said you're going to try to – I mean, we ended last night's shoot with, okay, we're going to get some more – another opinion yeah, and maybe yeah. someone else to work on that, the part, the key. Um, right. On the, on the screw box because it's it's might be tricky. Yeah. And uh, you, ha- you, yeah, have to kn- you have to be – you have to know when, like, okay, well, I could tack weld it, but once you do, for one, we last week we were talking about being precious about tools that are 20 years old, but you don't have right. to, but maybe something that's as old as this <laughs> and as handmade as this. Yeah. <laughs> from Mr. John D. Fisher, Fisher. apparently. Yeah. I know, uh, maybe, right? Watch maybe you like, should oh, get some. That's the first Fisher, you know, that's before before Fisher got rid of the right. scene his name, and that, that post vice is worth... Twenty grand, <laughs> right? <laughs> All those early companies, they when they you know came from Europe and they just Americanized or simplified their name to make it easy yeah. to say, like on Ellis. Right, <laughs> so yeah. maybe like originally, the you know the family decided to change it to a more phonetic spelling. Yeah, everyone liked their their post vices, so they decided to start the Anvil Company. Change Fisher with the C to Fisher with no C. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's the thing. I just don't know. I don't know enough. I've done, I've done a bunch of research, but you know, a couple of days worth. You know, like not not like enough to really know. And you know, from what I can find, I can't really find anything with the F I S C H E R. And but from yeah. what I've been told and what you know what I've found is the when um, I think it was Peter Wright. They came out with the patent for the new screw box which was all one piece instead of multiple pieces and the brazed um the the screw uh inside so it was all like it was more machine so it was made out of one piece so and that that came about in i think i said 1839 or something so if you find ones that have what we have and also there's a, a through tenon mounting plate that actually goes through the arm of the device instead of going around it like uh to capture, you know, keep it wherever it is to mount it. Um, that also, uh, you know, you can that, that points to that era, you know, pre nineteen thirty or eighteen thirties. So right. 
So it's just it's just too much of an unknown for me to to just do little tack welds to tack weld back on this thing, and and again it's a tool so it could be perfectly fine. You know, like I said, I watched Brett he did a video of one that was really similar, could have even been older, um, and uh, you know he did some stuff that was perfectly fine and it turned out good. He actually on his um, that key I could it looked like there was where there might have been a key like how ours ours has this kind of coppery brass braze spot where it would have been brazed on mm. um his had that there but he had no key and he just like used it without it so that whole screw mm. box was kind of spinning a little bit but just the tension on it by the the spring in the arms right. just kept it staying still yeah so and, the, and the key and he took that, that whole thing apart too that whole box like all the everything all those outer pieces came off and the key on your screw box does have a little wedge piece. Yeah, right. It kind of wedges in, so it's it's really strange. It's really a, a mystery. I guess that's why I've been thinking about it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I know it's 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 captivating. So you gotta like you gotta talk to, to your out. your blacksmith friend. Yeah. Yeah. Slaysman's Forge um, on Instagram, who actually I've shouted out before on this channel. After not really my friend, I've never met him, but I've chatted with him on Instagram a few times, and he he uh, his his shop is nearby us here in uh, northern Baltimore County. So I'm gonna go up see if I can get him to take a look at it. And what I was thinking, I'll, I'll make. Um, I'm not sure if I want to, you know, a key on the bottom and the top. I think it would work just with one, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I might I might make another one that fits in the other one, just so that way I have two of them, and then that way if I go. And he can braise it or weld it back on for us, and he doesn't. He's not making those, those pieces that already be made for him. I, I just don't know if you'd need a second. Like it doesn't make you know, even big heavy machinery doesn't don't normally use a second key, right? No, but but and, those and are, you're gonna only put some. I mean, it's not hydraulic. Obviously, you can you can only physically pull on it so hard. Right. Yeah, Hun hundreds yeah. of pounds, but not not that not crazy machinery uh, stress. Right, and and you know, put pressing on it with more than just my like arm weight is just more likely going to ruin those threads anyway. Just roll them over, or you know, strip right. it out, and that's just it's not worth it. You know, if like if I can't hold something with just pressing down on it with my arm, right, then, right, it's not, yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's not made it. to actually move metal and squeeze, so you don't have to worry that much about the pressure. Yeah. I would right. think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so we'll see. I mean, maybe it's. I mean, like I said, it would work fine even without the key because once it pulls tight, then there's just the tension there. Um, the the thing, the difference between that um, screw box and like a wheel on a on a you know on a electric motor, you know, like a grinder wheel that has a single key, is that the the tolerance between the hole and the shaft, <laughs> yeah, is uh, is really <laughs> tight, right? There's no space, so it's not like you can wiggle around. So that one key. Is right. It's you know it's it's just everything is sitting really tight and it's not right. moving. But the hole through the post vice arm is wide. You know it's big, so that way when the when the screw box goes through, there's space on the top and bottom for keys or something. But there's a lot of space around it. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's exciting though. It's it's cool. I'm really excited to have it, and um, I have a couple ideas for a post vice stand. You know, I have some some metal and stuff, so I might weld something up, and we'll see. Maybe that'll make it on a video too. See how see if people like if they, if you know if we get a good response on this one maybe we'll do a video on that too we'll see. Well, yeah, but uh, but yeah, so we do want to do some more recommendations this week, and we're not on as much of a time crunch because Devin's wife Caitlin is home and she can help take care of the little girl. <laughs> Sorry, wait, what what happened? I just dropped my uh, headset. 
I heard you go click, 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 click. I was reaching no, I just, for something. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just, I was, I was transitioning, transitioning us into the recommendations. Ah, I see. I said that we have a little bit more time. It's, it's been 40 minutes, of course, <laughs> but, uh, but we do have some more time today to go into some more recommendations. Mm-hmm. So that being said, uh, I know we've talked about this before, but I, but I want to come back to it because I love it. And it's, um, Adam Savage's, uh, video about him talking about what it means to be a maker. Um, if you've yeah. not, if you've not seen that, uh, go to the tested, um, YouTube page and just do like tested, uh, what it means to be a maker, search that on YouTube and watch it. It's maybe a five or six minute video, but it is, it's really awesome. It's really, uh, inspiring the way he talks about it. It's really, really awesome. It's very inclusive and, and, uh, it just makes us all want to be makers. And he says, we yeah. are all makers. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I, I that's why I found it and did the quote from it. Yeah, because <laughs> I was watching it, and actually that whole thing is so good. That's why I remember watching it, and then I couldn't decide on which part to take a quote from because he had so many good little bits and lines. Yeah, but then I sat there and kind of wrote it down because obviously it was a new video and there wasn't a like a Google search. You can't just search the right. quote, or maybe now you can, but uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it was a hell, man. You open up a whole world of different, you know, I was like, yeah, that was a good quote. And like I said, I think it was the following week where I had watched it. And then I was like, I watched that video that you were quoting. (laughs) It's actually kind of came on it by accident. Obviously not completely by accident because we both watch, you know, that we're subscribed to test it and watch his videos often. But I think uh, I watched it because you had mentioned it and then showed all my students. And that's a good one. So. Good recommendation, Adam Savage is what it means to be a maker on Tested uh, Channel. Check that one out. I'm actually watching. Uh, okay, wait, I got it. I pulled it up. Here we go. For people who are wondering, the quote that I the did quote that say you used. Okay. was, um, when you make something that you love, it's a really remarkable experience. And then you start looking out and you might make something for someone else. And when you make something that somebody else loves, holy hell, the whole world cracks open, man. <laughs> that was uh that was cool. him talking yeah. about it. it yeah it'll it's so good holy hell i like that yeah <laughs> he he does such a good job i think one of the reasons why i love this channel so much is he just does a really good job of making you feel like you're there with him mm, yeah. you know he's he's just talking to the camera i think you know i think because he worked with so many people you know on mythbusters over the years and just working with people all the time and then on tested you know having norm there most of the time throughout the channel talking to norm while he was building things he's got right. so used to talking to someone all the time in the shop so then oh, yeah. when he transitioned during covid to doing it all by himself it just seems supernatural you know <laughs> not supernatural but it was really natural for him to yeah. just keep on talking like he was like you're there in the shop with him he interacts with he, people he gets excited you see all that and it's it's just fun to watch yeah he uh he also brought up a point about Definitely for Mythbusters, you have to, the way you feel about something, for it to transfer to a show, or, or clearly let people know what you're feeling, you got to bump it up. Right. So if you're at a 50 out of 100 of, of excitement, you got to show 75. Yeah. And if you're really excited, you got to sh- max it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe that's more for old school. But then I think he just got in that headspace. So now he seems excitable, and he is, but he's also right. 
always giving it a little bit of little extra. Yeah, he just got so yeah, right, got so used to making himself do that that now it's now it's natural. Yeah, right. So it's, it doesn't it's... seem like he's giving extra. It seems like he just he is he like you said he's excitable, right? He's he's right. very open about how excited he is about something and so it right. comes across. You know, he's not nervous about giggling like a little girl or jumping <laughs> up and down and or saying like dude like 10 times in a row, dude. You know, right. Like, <laughs> He knows to put it out there because that's the best way to pull people in, I think. Right. Because if you're just like, yeah, that that was was cool. And then you dig in (laughs) and you find out, oh, I really loved it. Like, well, why didn't you say that? Like, that's what we need to say. We want that emotion. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I'm actually watching the, uh, the Barbarella space rifle episode of his one day build episode with my students, uh, today and tomorrow. Because I just got finished uh, teaching my architecture students the grid method for drawing, for scaling up a drawing. So taking your your reference image and drawing a grid over it, and then drawing right. the same proportion grid larger, mm-hmm. and then transferring mm-hmm. those those images over. Works so analog. Well. Yeah, it works really. Well. It works amazingly well. And yeah. Adam does that on that episode. He grids out the picture that he has of Jane Fonda holding the rifle, and he puts the grid over it, and then he takes that proportion and he builds it up. And draws it large format, full size on a piece of plywood or whatever, uh, IDF, um, yeah, or LDF, light density fiberboard, and then yeah. carves it out. So it's a it's a perfect episode to follow uh, up <laughs> this uh, this unit that we just I just finished up with my students. So, and I just love it. But it is really funny seeing his, um, his cave, whatever, whenever that was, three years ago or something or four years ago, uh, and <laughs> it's it's amazing how much more stuff he has now. Just always acquiring tools and machines and new signs right. and posters and props and stuff. I was like, man, it it, it didn't feel empty, but you could definitely see the difference in like all yeah. this infrastructure stuff. So, well, you don't want to. You never know when you're going to want to use something. Yeah. I try to tell my wife that, but she doesn't. Agree. <laughs> Just throw it away. So, speaking of um, <laughs> really awesome shops, I have a couple other um, recommendations for YouTube channels that have really, really awesome shops. Um, so, so the two that I'm thinking about specifically, actually I have three here. Uh, one is Jason from Fireball Tools. He's a machinist and a tool maker and inventor, and he has ama- he's actually working right now building a new shop. Um, but he has this amazing shop with super organized, all these amazing, like, gigantic machinist tools from all over the place. Um his is his, it's an awesome YouTube channel if you like anything machining or building things or making things. He has tons of really awesome videos. Um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Ishitani Furniture, which is a woodworker. I know I've, I've recommended mm-hmm. him before too, um, but he has a you know, Japanese woodworker, just an amazing shop. And again, like my shop will never be this way. My shop will be like Adam's shop, but uh, <laughs> but their shops are so like so clean and organized and like perfect. Uh, just, I, <clears throat> I don't know. I think, uh, at least with Ishitani, he's a he's like a specialist woodworker, right? That's what he does, right? You know, for for someone like Adam, or us, and obviously we're a different different league. But I, I just like to do everything. I like to do all sorts of stuff. So I want to have the shop to be able to do everything, do metalwork, right. do woodwork, do you know paint a sign and, and drill some holes and then, you know, forge <laughs> a, a knife and, you know, I want to be able to do it all. And so I need to have like the variety of, of tools, but 
that's actually another uh, another show idea that we'll be doing soon is what do you need to kind of start a shop and or start a YouTube channel? So we'll kind of do a, a double. Kind of yeah. And uh, my third one is Mr. Chickity, who's uh, another really awesome YouTuber. Um, does all he just builds all sorts of stuff with no no talking, but he's been uh, kind of building out a homestead and building a shop and stuff. But it's all done with uh, with like um, no electricity. So he just does everything, you know, all mortise and tanning stuff. So a lot of a lot of like the timber framing stuff. That oh, all, have, so. okay. All hand, yeah. he has lights, but yeah, yeah, he's not Amish. Right, it's all hand tools and stuff. He's yeah, he's <laughs> he's not out in the middle of nowhere. They you know, okay. I, I think they're I think they're they do have electricity, but um, <laughs> built their say, house and stuff. He and his wife. And videos are really dark. You can't see much. <laughs> all filmed during the day. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're awesome. They're so. Yeah, those uh, those are some some of my recommendations for other YouTube channels of, of people who have really awesome maker spaces or you know good shops and stuff that they're working in, just like fascinating. Uh, that, I guess another one would be the Samurai Carpenter. He recently has been like building out his the walls of his shop to be more display like. Yeah, I um I did the I watched the the tested VR some of their videos. Oh yeah, and to stand right in front of him. And then look around a little bit more. It was really cool. Like something you don't see straight above him is like the shark hanging. Yeah, right. Yeah. And there's all this weird stuff up top that you <laughs> never see. I was like, oh, that's cool. Just kind of looking around. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to take a, a quick side. Yeah. What's that called? A, uh, a an aside? To, an aside. <laughs> 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 to, to, to talk about the beers that I'm drinking today. Is that your, um, your beer recommendation? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a it's a recommendation and then a non-recommendation because <laughs> I just took a oh, sip no. of my second beer. And it's oh, not the best. Boy. So uh, <laughs> I, I just finished a Shiner uh, Ruby Redbird, which is an awesome beer. Yeah. Super good, refreshing, but not super sweet. It's not like a Shandy. You know, it's got the – it has a grapefruit taste to it, but not super sweet. Um, that's a really good one. And it's also only 95 calories, so it's uh, – it's, good for you <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. so i finished that one and i flipped yeah, over to real. my my next beer which i just opened and took my first swig of it's a uh flying dog they have yeah. a mix pack called their breakfast pack or something Brun- like that yeah brunch brunch pack yeah, yeah 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 and this is their uh their bloody mary oh no and it yeah it tastes like a bloody mary and, uh, <laughs> well, that's not good. you're not a fan, right? N- no, I mean, and I like Bloody Marys. Okay, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Bloody Marys, but when yeah. when when there's an opportunity to have a Bloody Mary, some other people are having them. I'll have one. You're like, that's cool. You know, like I've never really been a big fan of tomato flavor, but okay, Ugh. you know, I'll drink it. You know, it's okay, especially if I'm having it with something savory. You know, it's like like a a brunch, right? <laughs> you have some eggs and some bacon and blah blah blah, and and you have Bloody Mary. Um, that's just breakfast. Yeah, this is a. Uh, this is weird. I'm not Ugh. a big fan. I mean, I'll I'll drink it, but but you know, I have to kind of be in the right mind space. Like I kind of want to I want to be <laughs> eating you know like a steak or something and drinking it at the same time. And it's also Ugh. not super cold. I don't know why. Maybe it was in the fridge. And, I mean, but you can't blame the beer on it not being cold. Yeah, no, that's that's me because we've been sitting here now for an hour. <laughs> I just opened it. So <laughs> hey, hey, flying dog, I got your beer and it wasn't very cold when it's I drank it. It's not cold and it wasn't very good. So yeah, why don't you just hop on YouTube and be one of those trolls? That that'd be good. That'd be a good idiot comment. It's a little Stupidity. warm when I drank it. It was kind of warm and kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have a little cooler, Dustin. 
Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I always think that, you know, I, I get two beers ready for the podcast, and by the time I get the second one, it's it's fine. But And, you know, normally it would be fine, but when, because this one has kind of the spices in it and also the tomatoey, it's a little bit on the savory side of a beer rather than mm-hmm. the sweetness. It's not not great warm, or at yeah. least not great uh, <laughs> lukewarm. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I don't like. Uh, I don't like even the best. Um, what do you call it? What was the the flavor you were just saying? Ruby Redbird. No, the, the oh the, the, the oh Bloody Mary. You yeah, like Bloody Mary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> they got yeah, not a fan either way. So yeah, yeah. I'm uh I, I'm the. Uh, you didn't like it very, or maybe you did the candy pecan shiner. The same same company that does the Ruby Redbird. I think they're yeah. just really the shiner. They're just good with flavors. It's none of it's overwhelming. It all tastes natural. Sometimes with flavored beers and stuff, they really taste a little funky. But yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was fine. It's just sweet. You know, I I forget. I think I was drinking a shiner first, the Ruby Redbird, which has the flavor, has the kind of that that. Um, the tartness of grapefruit. I guess it's that's the. I think that's the reason why I like grapefruit beer so much is because grapefruit isn't sweet. You know, it's so tart that you have to put sugar well, on it in real life, right? Grapefruit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has its yeah. own sweetness, but to be able to 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 have that bumped up so that way you can taste it over the tartness of grapefruit. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess if you get like a, a ruby red grapefruit, right there, more sweet, but. Um, and I think that's that's why it comes through well in beers because I like it to have that bitterness of yeah. you know, an IPA beer, but then that that tartness and the flavor of the grapefruit. Yeah, I think that I mean that's why I think a lot of citrusy stuff goes well. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's that tartness. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I want to do a recommendation, but it's a an editing recommendation. Oh. Nice. Take us a um, whole different. That's good because I have food recommendations next, so we'll just switch, <laughs> switch the whole direction. <laughs> um, it's uh, an audio. It's not even a trick. It's what everyone should, should do, in my opinion. I mean, everyone does their videos differently, but uh, crossfade through your um, between two clips. Uh-huh. Um, it's mm-hmm. one of the such a simple thing that you kind of learn. Your first day or two in in like film school for audio or editing, um, I guess if you got what I use is Adobe Premiere. It's a crossfade. I use the constant power crossfade, mm-hmm. so it doesn't dip down. If you're if you're trying to picture it, you see your levels going down towards each other. If you point your two hands towards each other and you start to go down in like a bow, yep, and they they both cross right there. This also keeps the level up so you don't hear the dips, you know, of the audio. Right. Yeah. Um, and you can do it by hand, which I used to do um, before I used Premiere and before Final Cut too. You just literally throw them on top of each other and cross them over. And then I used to, I used to add a bass track under everything, which is another mm-hmm. trick you can do is just get room tone. I used to do this for short films all the time, but... You just make sure everyone's quiet for a minute, get the tone of whatever room you're in, and lay that under all your audio, even if it's just a minute. That's plenty. Right. You you won't hear. It's just very silent, but you never want the... I hear so many dips to silence. Right, yeah. In, in, in um, I guess, beginning channels, because they, they just don't know, and it's, it's, it's just weird. And so not only, the lacrosse fade also... Prepare.
prepares the mind for the next shot. That's why in shows and movies, you'll see something and you'll start to hear them talk and then it jumps to them talking. Or you'll see an exterior of a house and then you'll hear the conversation and then you see them inside the house talking. Mm -hmm. So you have your location exterior. That's why everyone does it. Here's the house. Okay. The mind knows they're here and then you're ready to see them talking about it in the house because they're leading you that way. Um, that works well in YouTube videos, I think, because you're you're a lot of times you're changing between harsh tool noise. Right. It's from you sitting there drawing to you drilling something. Right. <laughs> so the jump without a crossfade is really rough. You know? Mm, yeah. So you just slowly bring it in and it just helps the uh it helps the viewer. You don't wanna uh confuse or disorient you know, a, a person uh, watching the video. So there you go. Do your crossfades on your audio, folks. Yeah, I would say, like you said, that's something that's so prevalent in TV and films and everything that it it seems really natural. Like, I don't, I don't notice it. It just seems like it's what should be there. Right. And that's the point, right? You don't want to notice something out of the ordinary. Because if you notice yeah. it, it takes you out of the the headspace, the the illusion of being in this thing, right? It takes you right. away from that that feeling of when you watch a show and you watch a TV or you're watching something and all the room around you just disappears and all your mind can see is that rectangle. Right. You know, that's that's what you don't want to pull, be pulled out of. You want to stay in that rectangle. You know, yeah. you want to hold we want to hold people in that, you know. Yeah, almost every show, reality show, movie or at least basic kind of style ones. That's always what you see, like an establishing shot, and then the audio rolling over. It's right. just uh, a trick to help locate the people and not not have those harsh audio changes. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I like it. That's a good tip. <clears throat> That's uh, I I have like the smallest, uh, tiniest taste experience of that. Just doing some of the editing for the podcast. So editing just in the <laughs> intro music for after we do the quote and just crossfading the, the two sounds. That way they overlap some so you get the smooth transition between the two. That's yeah, it's such a, a simple – it's yeah. just – I mean, it's so simple that most of the people probably listening right now are like, yeah, yeah, obviously. But so many people don't do it on their videos. Right. And, and I know it's tougher on some uh, free software. Right. They don't have like a transition thing. You can just lay on top of it. You have to do it by hand, but uh, it's definitely worth it. Just take the time and do it, or at yeah. least lay a bass track of of your your room noise. I was going to say the, that. Put yeah, that that's on another there. key thing that we do often. We'll just get some room noise, just that air mm-hmm. that just sounds like you're in the room, right? Not and just nothing. It's also that that's a, a key thing to have for when. Well, in in Dustin's uh, shop, the the heater comes on and other things come on and off. Right. So if I'm going between two shots and one has uh, the furnace and then the other one doesn't, sometimes I'll add in a little extra furnace noise and, and, and drop that out right. just to have it. So it's not right. uh, the same yeah, exactly. thing. You, you don't want these harsh unless you're looking for it. But um, right. uh, that and what was the other tip I was going to give? I don't know. Maybe next week I'll give it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I wanted to, I have a, I have a couple, let's see, do I have a couple? 
Oh yeah. I have a couple food recommendations. Mm. Um, one, uh, so, so this is, so I, my, my wife and I can't, I don't think I talked about this one before, but my wife and daughter and I will do pancakes or waffles every, every weekend. We always have ever since our daughter was really little. And I started doing that because my, my wife has often told me that she always loved and remembers that her dad did that with her and her brother when they were younger. It was always on the weekends. They always made pancakes or waffles. Um, yeah. And they would often do like chocolate chips and stuff, which we do for our daughter when she, when she asks for it. But um, we more recently in the past like year or two uh, kind of came across, I forget where I found out, but putting bacon in the waffles. Yeah. So you cook it right in the waffle iron. So, um, yeah. so that's one thing. So that's one recommendation. If you're making waffles in a waffle iron, you can put bacon right on top. So you pour in your batter. And and I always, if I'm doing bacon, I'll do a little bit less batter than I normally would because it does disperse the batter some more. Pour in your batter, put your bacon piece. I usually, we do a um, like a Belgian cooked, waffle iron. Cooked, so it's, cooked bacon. No. Raw no? bacon. You no. just throw raw bacon in there? Yep. You take raw bacon just out of the pack. And we have the, one of the Belgian waffles, so it's like the two squares next to each other, Belgian waffle yeah. irons. Um, and you, I usually do two pieces, and I'll kind of, I'll kind of uh, zigzag them, you know, overlap, kind of fold them back and forth so they fit in that square, one on each square. Raw bacon, raw batter, close it up, and it cooks in the same amount of time. You don't cut them up or anything? You just lay them right on there? Yep. Yeah, just kind of, you know, I start in one corner, I'll lay it down and kind of fold it back on itself and go back to the other corner. And then, you know, if sometimes it'll be too, like, back and forth sometimes it'll be back forth and back you know kind of fold it back and forth so that way it fits inside the square and yeah. the, the the batter will you know when you close the lid obviously the batter goes up into the top squares of the waffle and it'll kind of fill in around it i usually let them cook a little longer because the bacon does get greasy so that it it'll kind of keep some of the batter from cooking as quickly as it normal would so if i cook the waffles normally for say four minutes you know the ones that have bacon in them I'll, maybe i'll do them for five minutes mm. um but the great thing about that is that the bacon grease keeps the waffle hot longer. And that's the one okay. thing that I really noticed is because, you know, with pancakes and waffles, if you're not if you don't take them right off the grill or right off the pan right away and eat them right away, then they get they they cool down pretty quickly. Right. But this keeps them warmer because the bacon grease stays hot longer. So you get like that hot bacon grease throughout the the entire time you're eating the waffle. Yeah. So that now another trick on top of this is something we learned recently, and I, I kind of fell into it accidentally because we were short on regular uh, flour one weekend, but we have we had masa, so corn flour. So I used half regular flour and half corn flour, and those were super good because the corn flour has a little bit more texture to it, a little bit more grit. So when you mix it in evenly, just usually it's the the recipe is like one cup of flour, one cup of uh, corn you know two cups of flour whatever so one cup of flour one cup of corn flour and then you know, whatever your ratio of eggs and milk to that to get it the right consistency but you um, do you always do yours from scratch yeah yep okay yeah we have um we have the every the uh, how to cook everything cookbook and i just use that recipe so it's two cups of flour two eggs uh a tablespoon of sugar a cup and a half to two cups of milk and a quarter teaspoon of salt. And if you if you want, you can do like for for waffle for waffles, you can add in um, like melted butter. You can add in vanilla, depending on what your flavor is that you want. Right, so. right. But it's a really simple. It's such a simple recipe, and 
um yeah we always we always do it from scratch but yeah super good so waffles put the bacon in the waffle and if you want to if you want to even it more savory like you can go further savory you can add a little bit of the of the corn flour it gives it a little bit of that corn taste super good mm. and my second food recommendation is old bay seasoning <laughs> if you guys don't know what old bay seasoning is then you're either not from the east coast or you just not from the east coast <laughs> even <laughs> even like northern east coast so old bay seasoning is something that's from maryland uh because we have the the chesapeake bay and we have crabs blue crabs here so old bay seasoning is named after our bay the chesapeake bay and uh it's a it's a seasoning that has it's a mix of paprika salt pepper mustard and all, all sorts of different things in it but it's a, it's a super super good seasoning yeah comes in a comes in a, a metal tin or you know metal tin box mm-hmm. or what's the what's the other box. uh what's the version that they do it's a little bit cheaper jo jo yeah there's yeah. also jo seasoning J-O. similar thing yep but there yeah i think it was originally designed as a as a uh, seasoning for doing steamed crabs Blue crabs. Right, yeah, and and different types of fish and chicken too. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. people good. don't people don't know that one. That's a that's a real key. You can have that's it on anything. Um, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, actually, people might not necessarily use it. They do some on the crabs, but when you're cooking a bushel, not a bushel, you know, your whole thing of crabs, you don't always yeah. use that stuff because it's so expensive. You're right. not going to use yeah. a bunch of little cans. That then you of Old Bay, you're right. yeah. Have your own mixes with salt and, but it's right. it's really like, it's go ahead. It's like someone's recipe. You know, like they had the recipe for like big batches of it to steam crabs, and mm-hmm. then everyone really liked it. So then they made it to sell as like a a you know a sprinkle on top seasoning. So right. we grew up on a farm and we had we had cornfields on the farm. So we ate corn all the time all through the summer, and uh, we always put Old Bay mm. on the corn on corn on the cob. Yeah, popcorn. Always put it. Yeah, popcorn. Yeah, I put it on you know, any either like uh, coleslaw or potato salad or macaroni salad. You know, all that stuff. Uh, I'll put Old Bay on. Fr- yeah, French fries, tater tots. Oh yeah, yep. Um, my wife always does it on the on the on her tater tots, yeah. mac and cheese. It makes it almost like a crab mac and cheese mm-hmm. without the yeah, crab. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll put it in you know mashed potatoes. Uh, it's just it's so good. Yeah. It's just so yeah. good. So good on everything. Yeah, chicken. You can put it on fish. You can put it on whatever. Uh, we'll do. I do fried fish pretty often, and I'll put a little bit in there. I don't put a ton because my daughter's not a big fan of over seasoned things, but she loves shrimp. And you know, it's it's made. It's it's used to season uh, steamed shrimp. It's it's delicious. <laughs> so there you go. Old Bay seasoning and uh, waffles with bacon and uh, and masa. My food recommendations. Masa. Nice. What's your What's your favorite food, Dev? In general, sure. Um, well, I, I guess you could say like, "What would be your final meal?" You know, yeah. If I'm gonna get executed tomorrow, <laughs> um, well, you got to go back to like staples for that. I mean, a, right, a, yeah, a good best, a good yeah. bacon cheeseburger with like oh, fries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat. Um, yeah, you know, that's probably it when it's done really well um yeah but i love um i like barbecue i love a good brisket you know Mm -hmm. and some cornbread and and some really good barbecue sauce oh yeah 
which is actually one of my favorites as a plate at a place near us, uh, Mission Barbecue. It's kind of a chain now, but they do pretty good barbecue. Um, they have barbecue sauce, which is an Old Bay barbecue sauce. Ah, nice. Yeah. So that's another another use for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wings. Old Bay is really good on wings too. Mm-hmm. I keep on thinking about Old Bay. Dry, uh, yeah, dry rub yeah. kind of. I mean, my my favorite food is de- it's like hands down steamed crabs. Um, I absolutely mm, yeah. love crabs. Um, and and I think whenever I think about that, like I try to think about what's my favorite food, right? What's this the thing that I get the most excited about? And it's always crabs. Like, but it's it's not just the fact that crabs are delicious and I love them, but it's also the experience. It's like whenever you have crabs, crab take. If you've never had blue crabs, you know they're not super huge and and they take some time to pick all the crab meat out of so that time that it takes to pick the crab meat while you're eating it is spent in community with the people around you and that i think is what it just it pushes me over the top to keep that my favorite food is because that's that like experience of everyone sitting around they have a pile of crabs in the middle of a table you know everyone's everyone's hands are dirty everyone's drinking a beer or iced tea or you know there's yeah Usually there's some other food that kind of gets ignored because everyone's just taking, you can't like stop and wash your hands to eat other food. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just that experience of everyone sitting around and talking and eating crabs and yeah, it's, it's, uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. That'd be up there for me for sure. Yeah. Either that or I guess French fries. <laughs> French fries are so good. It's um, like, before oh, we, I guess before you do the rest of your recommendations, I had an idea, um, cause I keep hearing different things and questions that maybe podcasts and and different places ask their guests. Mm -hmm. But I I don't want to rip them off, but I do. So (laughs) I think we'll just do a segment where it's stolen ideas. Nice. We got this. Um, This week, stolen ideas. It was from the, uh, I think it's called the Best Friends Podcast. It's with the comedian's... um, uh, Bobby Lee and another, it's just two comedians. Um, <laughs> this was, who do you think, he asked Bobby Lee, okay. if I, actually I'll, I'll ask it to you, well, it should be an easy answer for you, but who knows. <laughs> um, if I came to you and I said, I've killed someone, I need to borrow a thousand dollars and I have to, and I got to leave. Would you do it? Would you not only keep your mouth shut and also lend them money, like a big chunk of money? Maybe it could right. be more, but a thousand's usually more than you'd spend on one thing. You know, that'd be a, a bit of an ask, anyone. Right, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, see, yeah it's, so my initial reaction is, of course, right? You know, you're my brother, and of course. But, but then the more I think about it, it's... I'm putting myself in a situation that it's not just going to affect me if something were to come back to me. Right. And I'm going to affect my daughter and I'm going to affect my wife. Yeah. But you don't have that much time to think about it. I know. Right. That's what I'm saying. My initial reaction would be like, okay, right. Of course. I mean, and that's also, that also goes on top of the fact that I know you, I've I've known you my entire life. I know your personality. I know that you wouldn't kill somebody unless it was really necessary. (laughs) You know, so of course all those things amount to the fact that of course I would say yes I give you a thousand bucks and I keep my mouth shut. Right. Yeah, it's like if you got to go right away, of course you got to go. But yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then then you got to like ask like who else would do that for you? Right. And they were asking other comedians. It was pretty good. 
um, <laughs> that everyone knew. Like, would that person? No, they definitely wouldn't. Or they would. They'd, <laughs> right, yeah. they'd invite you in and then, you know, quietly call 911 <laughs> and rat you out. I was trying to think who would who would do that. Who would and wouldn't. Uh, obviously, you think your family would have your back, but. Right. Yeah. Certain yeah. friends or how far, like, how far does it go before someone. Like certain uh, coworkers, obviously, probably yeah. wouldn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and the other thing too is, if you're in that situation, all of a sudden you're faced with this threat as well, mm-hmm. right? Because now you you have this person in front of you that's already killed one person, and they, <laughs> they're asking you to loan them money and keep your mouth shut so they can get away or something, you know. At least well, they're now. not threatening you. Yeah, but you don't know that. <laughs> well, you kill one to, person, it, it, you're not going to kill that. two people. That goes into how how well you know the person, obviously. Right, right, If it's some yeah. guy who you always thought was weird at work, right. and he shows up on your doorstep, you're not going to do it. Or maybe you will. If it's your brother, you kind of, you know them. Right, exactly. And, and you would, you that, would, it's yeah. can you give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. But I think they also brought up that they made it worse. They were like, you like, I ran into two people with my car and I drove away. Oh, geez. They, they made it kind of like a, a, a nasty thing. So then you got to be like, oh, man. Like, I don't know. But anyway, oh, yeah, we, we can keep going. I just thought that was fun. So that's yeah, our that our stolen segment for the week. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, there's a, a real quick recommendation now is if, uh, if, if, if you guys listening haven't seen any of the Nandy Bushell uh, – drummer series youtube channel go check that out so nandy bushell is a, is a british young british girl and um she is a an awesome musician like guitarist bassist drummer and uh and she just has a youtube channel where she just plays amazing drum lines from from famous songs and stuff and oh and yeah She's gotten bigger more recently because she challenged Dave Grohl. She yeah, and called Dave him Grohl. out, and he right. he responded to her with a video about you know doing playing her song, and they went back and forth, and yeah, yeah. But I, you know, and it's funny because I I almost I was a little bitter at first because her channel went from like twenty thousand subscribers <laughs> to one hundred and twenty in like two months. She's like, all went super quick, and I was like, damn it, she passed us so fast. I was like, ah. But well, she's so if, if, she's if, so if, cute if, and she's so into it. She's so good. Oh, she deserves it. It's fun. Yeah. If if uh, Dave Grohl comes on our channel, I think we'd do okay. Also. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but those yeah, those channels, yeah, people love them, that you know? stuff. When you have like the um, just those super skilled, and those are things that go viral too, right? Those go on right. like Facebook, like young girl plays ACDC, blah blah blah, and Dave Grohl. You know that that is perfect. Like viral material clickbait yep. like everyone watches that yeah yeah and then on top of the fact that it went viral and dave Grohl was with her she's just an awesome musician and watching her drum and just go nuts and she's so excited about it and she's singing along and screaming and stuff like yeah she's so yeah, passionate yeah. It's, it's really it's fun to watch you know so it's on top of the fact that it went viral because of dave Grohl. you know it was also i think that's why her channel grew so quickly because people were like oh this is really fun like i can watch these more often <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like yeah i'll subscribe clink you know done yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's good stuff um i'll do a, a quick recommendation on music youtubes um ah. i think i recommended them before it's the band of, of wolfpick mm-hmm. uh, 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do. Uh, they have like this side band called the Fearless Flyers, um, and they have like a horn section, and the uh, the three players, uh, the two guitars and the bass, they have their their instruments up on like a stand, so they walk up to it, and the instruments mm-hmm. never move, and they just play them, and then they walk away. Um, <laughs> anyway, so really, really good, really funky, and and they're so tight, and they do these videos where it's all one take. So they play the whole song, the whole instrumental, all in one take, and the camera just moves around and then backs out. And just, the band is so good and so tight. And uh, check them out, the Fearless Flyers on the Wolfpack channel. Ah, right on. So that's like a, <clears throat> a secondary band that they they do as well or, or something yep. like that? Yeah, it's like half the half the members from the normal band and then some other people who do horns. And nice. it's a three... Uh, a three saxophone brass uh, or, or horn section. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, I have a, I have a couple bands as well to recommend. Um, my first one is kind of a, a, a little bit more obscure, and uh, I don't know if they're still making music or not at all, but I really used to like seeing them play in Baltimore as a band called Pushing Giants. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys, uh, if you're a fan of the music on our channel and, uh, and you've list- been listening to the podcast for a while, then you would have known that... Uh, we actually had Matt Brown on. Matt Brown is the musician who plays with Devin on uh, some of the music for our channel, and I guess all the music for our channel, and as yeah. well as the intro to the to the uh, the podcast. And Devin and Matt were in a band with uh, with two other guys, um, another guy Matt and another guy Theo, and their band was called Pushing Giants. So, can you still find Pushing Giants? Dev? Like, is it still on uh, Apple Music or whatever? Or, you know, yeah, I think so. You, wherever you want to, yeah, iTunes and YouTube nice. and stuff. Um, no, we it's yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, no, that's, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't. I went back and listened to them all, and it, it was fun. We yeah. had some good stuff. It's and and be be nice. Now we recorded it all in a basement. Yeah, <laughs> and we did a lot of one takes. Like the the guitar and the drums are all one take. Like <laughs> we <didn't>, nice now. <laughs> I played guitar, and then and the Big Matt played the drums. Yeah, and we would do that a bunch of times, and then start layering stuff. So it's pretty basic stuff but it, it was fun yeah yeah it all started uh <clears throat> in our apartment when we lived together back in 2011 or something like that maybe 2011 12 started playing with them and started recording in in your bedroom there's a couple yeah. of good songs you recorded right in the bedroom with like on your mac <laughs> with Corinne in the background <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was fun but um i do have a couple other uh, other musicians that i love um and this is like one of those lists, right? You say like, "What are your top ten bands?" Or I, mean, I don't know how do you even how do you even say that? Because yeah, right. as as musician people, and I'm you know I've played guitar for a long time and sing, and um, but there are some bands that obviously stick out to me as ones that I really love and that I want to recommend because they're not like little known bands, but they're ones that I think uh, are just awesome. And you know, I think all of this information again is just goes back into who we are as people, you know, all these things <laughs> make up us. And so you know, it's kind of fun to think about your things that you'd recommend other people. Um, the toadies is definitely a band that I've yeah. always loved. Nice rock, rock and roll band from the nineties grunge rock. Uh, and then more, more recently I've, I've really, really gotten into, uh, the Alabama shakes and Nathaniel mm. Rateliff. Um, 
Just yeah. two awesome, awesome musician, you know, bands that, and actually we saw them both at the Farm Aid back in 2017 or 16 or something. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I left, um, <laughs> the, the girl I was dating at the time, I left her and all her friends at, when I went to Bonnaroo the one year. <laughs> right. <laughs> because they all wanted to go see, it was like a DJ or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no way. So I went and saw the Alabama Shakes by myself. Um, it was a blast. Uh, the band Fun, I really like Fun. They're they're really <laughs> fun. It's like a good yeah. like kind of summer party band music. You know, it's just good stuff. That guy's Dance got a good too. voice. What's that? That guy has a good voice. He does have a good voice. Yeah, Killer. it's funny hearing him sing that song with Pink, where they're both like in the same octave, just singing the whole song in the same octave. But he's like, she has know, the, a more of a trained voice, so she's got like the vibrato, and he's just like a straight. He yeah, had a band, band before voice. that. Um, maybe it was his own band. Right. Um, hey, babe. What's the band before fun? The Format. Dang, there you go. Good She's on you. top of it. <laughs> the Format. It's the same singer. Right. Is he? Does he sing differently or is it the same same way, I'm assuming? I'm, I think I... I, I heard a little bit of it she knows it better but i'm sure that's his his talent yeah um another band the wood brothers i actually saw the wood brothers in baltimore at the uh the eight by ten it's a real small club obviously called eight by ten it's little but uh we were, we were there seeing an, another we were seeing like a, 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 a the guitarist from the band dispatch and he was supposed to be there playing with another band and then uh the the Wood Brothers opened for them, and the Wood Brothers were just so, so good, so much better than the other band. So I think we ended up leaving about halfway through the second band. But, yeah, <laughs> the Wood Brothers are awesome. Um, I've always loved, ever since high school, right, I've loved Dave Matthews. Just like, just, I think once I... Is that, I, is that a recommendation? What's that? Is that a recommendation, Dave yeah. Matthews? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave <laughs> if you Matthews. haven't heard of him. If you haven't heard of David Matthews. That's a, that's, you know, that's a pretty big one. The David Matthews Band? <laughs> Big fan um, uh, of, uh, I'm going to recommend, The Beatles and Nirvana and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> hey, they're all on my list. <laughs> but, uh, You're like, I'm getting to them. But the reason why I specifically think about Dave Matthews is just, if, if you've never watched a video of, of, of the band playing, Dave Matthews band playing, or specifically the drummer, you got to go and watch a video of the drummer playing. He's just nuts. His his drum yeah. set is gigantic. It's like everything that you could put into a drum set, every variety of thing that come <laughs> in drum sets, he has them all. <laughs> yeah, he's like one every of the single great. thing, all the drums, all the accessories. It's like, oh, there's a new thing out for drums. He just adds it into his kit, <laughs> and plays them. Yeah, all. he's Crazy. he's so good. Him top drummers. It's like him. Or like maybe like performative drummers. There's Keith Moon mm-hmm. from the Who. Like the way he would play, you'd, you'd watch him. So wild, um, uh, you know Rush and right. those bands. But Keith Moon, I love what you, if if you guys are interested after watching that, the Dave Matthews watch. Just look up Keith Moon drumming. He's a madman, and it's so much. It's so entertaining to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I also watched a, uh, like a documentary interview of uh uh taylor lautner's that's his name from um from uh, uh b- 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 the foo fighters taylor is it no, it's not Lautner, taylor something uh, I think it, yeah yeah right yeah 
Uh, he's he's, he's awesome. Just watching him play drums and stuff, and just talking. He used about to. It he used to. Pl- he he was in Alanis Morissette's band. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's cool. He is a he is a uh, another band that does like, I think they do like eighties rock and roll. Yeah. Like hair hair awesome. metal stuff. Um, <laughs> I'll do one. Um, the darkness. Yeah. Um, darkness. Yeah. Now you probably know them from I believe in a thing called love. Mm-hmm. And his falsetto, uh, but that 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 album, Permission to Land, and a couple of their new ones are so good, and they put on such a good rock show. Um, I went and saw them in DC. It's just so much fun. Just yeah. classic rock and roll drummer, bassist, and two guitars, and him and his brother, both guitarists, and they 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 play together. So I mean, it's just so good. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, just and also another. Yeah, if you if you're going down the drummer spiral of death in uh, on YouTube, <laughs> yeah, look up uh, the drummer from Santana uh, at Woodstock. So oh yeah, Woodstock documentary. The nineteen year old. Uh, yeah, soul sacrifice from yeah, Santana. That that solo. He's, he's going nuts. Yeah, that drum solo is awesome. <laughs> and then if you things, wanna... like, you could tell he's definitely in it. Like, he's either. Either and or both things on drugs and also 100% in the moment because he's like eyes kind of half closed yeah. and no, not I looking think at the drums. He's just sure. going at it like, oh, man. <laughs> it's both it. for sure. And Santana was sure. in it because he said he – you can see Santana playing. But he also had taken – I don't know what type of psychedelic it was, but he said the neck of his guitar looked like a moving snake. And he was kind of struggling to play it because he thought it was moving around. (laughs) But the solos that he does, too, in that one is uh, so good. And then one of the the best guitar playing in all of Woodstock, if you go watch the movie or you want to look it up on YouTube, is uh, 10 Years After I'm Going Home. 10 Years After. That that whole song, that's some of the the best uh, ripping it up on guitar there. Yeah, our uh, our dad mentioned to us to that mentioned this to us years late, you know, more recent years that when that song came out, um, what's it called? Yeah, I'm going home by Ten Years After and Alan Alvin Lee playing that. Mm-hmm. So when it came out, that was the song that anyone who was a guitarist wanted to learn that intro. <laughs> the intro that he does on that song was like all of a sudden all of my my dad and all his friends, everyone was like, oh my gosh, did you hear Alan Alan Lee's like you know intro and 10 years after for i'm going home it's crazy we got to learn this it's so so cool like that's pretty awesome but yeah that's just nuts and just watching his face when he's play that's another thing i love is seeing people's expressions when they're like completely in it you know playing music it's just wild yeah 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 let's see uh i got a couple more um uh i have a couple more youtube channels that i want to recommend um one's actually uh a woodworker, another woodworker, his name is William Walker, and he has, uh, his channel is called the William William Walker Company, W.M. Walker Company, um, and he does a really good job, he, beautiful, beautiful imagery, um, he has a really good voice for video, <laughs> he's like this, <laughs> this nice kind of calming voice, and I think most of his, uh, most of his videos are about like one item of furniture or something one one piece of woodwork that he's been working on 
And so we'll start out the video and it'll be like the little clips about it. And he'll be talking about it and be like, this is this thing. This is why I made it. You know, he'll, he'll give a kind of a, a short paragraph intro to the video. And then he'll say, and this is a story about that. And then he'll like go into the video. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, William Walker company, um, really, really awesome videos and, and a really, really good woodworker, but, uh, they're shot really well. Nice. Really I, my, I guess this will be, I don't, I, I didn't have any recommendations. Like we said in the beginning, Yeah, we just uh, kept on Dustin <laughs> had the list, but one, uh, a channel I started watching is, um, in camera. Um, and they do all, they try to show how these practical in camera effects are done. Um, you know, the term is in camera because, because you shoot it and it, um, you know, it's, it's simple. Every it's in camera. You already have it done. You don't have to work on it after. Right. Um, the special effects it's in camera done uh, and they, right. they're a, they're, they're a small channel. Now they have a small ish, you know, 20,000 subscribers. Right. But their their stuff is so good. It's because they are a production company, and they've only been around. I don't know if it's been a year or what. Um, but they do all these cool, like creating a black void, like from Stranger Things, like how you would do it in camera, like uh, oh, what I you have to yeah, black out, that. and you have to and you have to like yeah. do a watery surface. And uh, the one I really liked was the intro to the thing, the old uh, horror movie, the thing. Mm-hmm. With yep. a Kurt Russell, or that's I guess that's the middle movie. There was an even older the thing from the fifties, but right uh, the Kurt Russell one, um, like this kind of eighties like foggy intro title card of the thing, and they they showed how you would do that, and it was really cool. And they're they're just awesome. Their videos are very slick. They definitely know what they're doing. They have a huge uh, studio warehouse. And they're they're going to be huge soon, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. check them out in camera. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, it's always good. Anything that you can do, you know, analog, right? Anything that you can do live to mm-hmm. make it look real mm-hmm. is going to make it look that much more real. You know, and people can see. You can you can tell when things are. I mean, obviously, less and less these days can you tell, but you can tell when something is done digitally afterward. Normally. Yeah. No, you can definitely. I mean, any Marvel movie, you can tell when you're watching a. A scene like that because they don't make the secret is yeah doing it in in camera doing practical and using limited CG if you can obviously if it's a fight with orcs against this and that you, you can only do so much but all the great movies who do it well have a part of them that are done practically right any any great city scene or, or CG it, you shoot a lot of miniatures up close. Yeah, and then the background is like I was. I was just watching a video of how Fifth Element did it. I mean, they had huge cities yeah. that they had built out for these. I mean, that's kind of the only way you could do it back then, right? But even more modern movies who do that part of it look so much better. Like Lord of the Rings, where they build these miniatures, or they call them bigatures because they were like yeah. thirty feet tall. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you have to awesome. include you have to include a a layer of. Uh, of um, real things to make everything else believable. Like Jurassic Park had to make a full-size T-Rex for everything else to to work. Because once you saw that, you believed it. Yeah. And then everything else, you kind of, all right, I I believe it all now. 
Yeah, you can suspend your disbelief because you right. read it in other parts. But the first time you see, you get tricked and you go, oh, there's no way they could have done that. Right. Like, that's why it's, like, if you, you get these crazy shots in modern movies where it's, like, following around a superhero. Mm-hmm. Like, through a building, down, they land, and then they get up and they fly away. And it's just, it's interesting. It's like a fun right. thing to see, but... It, Right away, the mind knows it's not real. Right. So a lot of, what, in my opinion, a lot of good films, they try to keep even their CG shots to what might actually be shootable. Right. Like on a yeah. tripod or on a dolly, even when they're, um, they did this a lot in The Mandalorian too, uh, even when they're doing big CG shots, they have, mm-hmm. or in VR or in the digital space, they still only do the movements within what they would have either on a crane right. or a camera on the tripod or a camera handheld. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That <clears throat> it's funny. That reminds me of that in, in uh, one of the newer star Wars, the, the first one, the first of the newer three, mm-hmm. um, the scene where uh, they're, they're at the, the planet. I, I don't remember all the names, but they're on the planet. There's this, it's like a, a uh, a bar and the the woman's there who has the the funky glasses and stuff you know and she's oh yeah, she's, yeah. um and then there's the there's the scene where there are like x wings and stuff flying around and fighting tie fighters outside yeah. and the shot is from the ground from them fighting right. on the ground so it's like right. looking up and you see the x wings flying and turning and flying above you like that i that's when i think about that and i thought that shot was so cool and obviously you could tell, obviously, it's all CG, right? You know, it's obviously all CG, but yeah, yeah. Um, but it feels real because, like you said, you're you're in a location where there could be a camera there watching, right? Right. You know, and you see how they're how it's being affected by the atmosphere and how they're turning and how they're you know the camera shakes as they're running and you know it's yeah that's, yeah. No, I know what shot cool you mean. Shot. That that one's great, and the, yeah, that's another because you for one, it puts you there because yep. you feel like you're looking around watching it. And you know that it could be there's it's it's years of already setting up what could be. You know how something should look when it's real right. in a movie. It should be from this thing or a tripod or it should be on the ground or maybe a crane like max twenty feet in the air. Once you get past yeah. that, once you're following the X wing like behind it and like dipping and diving, that can be good, but Right. I mean the original Star Wars was good because they I mean a million reasons, but uh, <laughs> he uh, George Lucas used footage from World War II movies and documentaries. Mm. Footage from, you know, a, a German planes dive bombing um, bombers, you know? Right. And that, yeah. the, the shots of them, like, shooting with those round turrets, like, yep. that's yeah. that's just Luke Skywalker shooting at X-Wings. You know, yeah. and them flying by. It's the same shots. He just, but that's what people already knew. Right. And, and that, that made sense. You can have those cameras and you can have cameras on planes behind other things. Right. Yeah. But um, you can get, try to get too fancy and then you lose it. Yeah. But all those movies do fine without me shedding on them anyway. You know, everyone likes the Marvel <laughs> movies. So there you go. Oh, they're great. I mean, that's, you know, because they've built this story, right? We can all get into the story and all the, you know, it's just an awesome fantasy. It's just fun to watch. Right, it's, right. It's, there, It's it's uh, just, yeah, popcorn. It's fun. But they, they yeah. could do it so much better, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I think that that kind of gets into that uh, <clears throat> the more like the Batman movies and stuff where they're they get a little bit more real, you know. And then you go as far as like the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, it's like taking it's it even more and more so real. Like how would this actually well, happen in real life? Right, and and if you if if you plan out the action right, you don't have to destroy a whole city. You can right. you can knock someone over, and it's just as like in the Marvel movies. Once you destroy one building, everything it then then all the action doesn't matter after that, right? right. You see one thing get knocked down, and then there's ten buildings get knocked down, and you, you don't. There's no weight. To what's happening anymore right yeah you know because yeah. you've seen a city destroyed in 10 like okay like whatever yeah so when someone gets punched it's not as effective <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you know i just saw 10, so, yeah, 10 so buildings get knocked down i'm right. getting like yeah totally oversaturated with action that now whatever you do it's just it's just uh fluff but yeah fluff works yeah. sometimes and that, that kind of goes back to the way we shoot our videos for the channel is you know, there's mm. You know, so many so many channels use cutscenes. So many cuts, you know, or cut. What do they call it? Like in in audio, you know, cut, 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 cut. Just cut together an audio. Oh yeah, it works. yeah, right, right. So many cuts, and when you see so many of them, you just forget they're there. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. But then when you see someone do a longer piece of audio without a cut, right? I think you start to notice it, and and you know, and people appreciate that, and we try to do that, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just a. A point of you don't have to cut out all the ums and ends and people thinking about what they're saying because that's a part of communication. Like everything's so smoothed out now, and yeah, little they don't want any pauses in the audio. It has to be like they do like the quick zooms on people, like a quick reaction, then zoom out, then cut, 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 then zoom in, zoom on. It's crazy. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, but you know maybe that's why our numbers for like 14 and under is 0.01 right like viewers <laughs> if no kid no no kids want to watch our channel too slow too, too boring slow. yeah well and that's the thing like all of this stuff the reason why i i wanted to come back and do the second part of the recommendations episode was again because all of this stuff all the recommendations everything that we're interested everything that we've watched that is that it all goes into what we do for our channel right it's all goes it's all inspiration that's been pulled from somewhere and has been now ingested and regurgitated <laughs> in a way that we think looks good and we want to present to the audience puked onto our videos there you go it's also the reason why <laughs> in the beginning of this podcast i restated the fact that we like the podcast idea was that we want to help you get started making something making doing your next first project right the next mm-hmm. time you're going to try something new and if you want to do content like this, if you want to build a channel or you want to you want to do something, you want to make things, take all your inspiration, take everything that you love, everything that that you can think, make a list. You know, I made a list that took me maybe two hours and I had like 50 things on the list of just things I love. And then once I started going, it started to flow. It's like, I love this. Oh, that's right. I love this, too. Oh, that's why I have food and I have music and I have, you know, like. I have some other ones that I didn't talk about, but like I have, you know, Facebook groups like the Axe Junkies and I have Duresta and Laura Comp and I have Alex Steele and Essential Craftsman and then I have the Simple Woodsman and Joe Robinette and all these like channels, things that I love, they all add to what we do and how we then take all those things and make something new with it. Yeah. Um, so don't discount all those things you love when you're thinking about making a channel. Think, think of the things you love and take them all in and, 
and make something new from that, something that you that you're passionate about. And I think that's one of the things that they all have in common. All these things is that they're made by people, or they're things that I love because I can tell how passionate the people that have made them are, and that draws me to it. Yeah. So. So yeah. No. The, well said. It's uh, pick what you love, but also what you're good at, and show that off on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. And then. Uh, if you want to get started, use the best, usually the best camera you have available to you is probably your phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, use that if you yeah. want or, or get something cheapish. You don't have to spend more than a couple hundred bucks on even a DSLR. And you could start with that. Yep. Um, and those you can also take thumbnails with really nice pictures. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, get started. You just get by a wireless mic, something like uh, a road go that we use sometimes. Um, yep. Then you're you're off and running. Get good audio. Don't 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 uh, forget about good audio. Right. Yeah. You can. <laughs> yeah. You can get away with shitty of shitty video if you have good audio. I mean, mm -hmm. not, it's not great, but but it's it's much it's much more. Again, you can suspend disbelief. People watching are much much more uh, readily available, and they'll they'll stick with you a lot longer if, if they can hear you fine. If they <laughs> right. can't hear you, and you're also and the the video is bad, you're done. Yeah, and and we we fed. I mean, the some of the beginning videos that we did, our audio was kind of all over the place, and we were still trying to figure it out. Yep. But uh, pick a pick a good level, um, a nice loud level. Obviously, you don't want anything peaking, but make sure the vocals are loud, and then stick with that, and then yeah, and, and you'll you'll figure it out. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> that's our recommendation episode number two. Art Craftsmanship Podcast, episode number 35. It's crazy. 35. Man. And uh, we will be doing, again, like a how you can get started on, um, on you know, making YouTube videos and how you start a shop and if you're interested in that. So keep an eye out for that. Yep. We'll do that. And um, hopefully we'll do another Four Brothers uh, podcast you. for St. Patty's Day coming up Yay. here very soon. So I think what's St. Patrick's Day, I was looking at it. It's a, it's a Wednesday, I think, in two weeks. So it'll probably be our, uh, our Friday. podcast will come out on Friday after St. Patrick's Day. So we can get that organized. I mean, and set we, up we, and we could do it the back. Friday before. Yeah, right. That'll get people in the mood. Uh, we'd have, then we'll have, to, we'll have to reach out to our brothers and see if we can get together sometime before next Friday. All right. Next Thursday, I guess, right? <laughs> cool right. all right everybody well thank you so much for listening um again if you want to support our channel and what we do um you can go over to youtube and w follow us there subscribe like comment um you know go in there and shut down some of the haters <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then you know follow us on instagram at the art of craftsmanship and also at the art of camera guy uh on instagram and then also you can go and support us on patreon if you're if you're interested as well patreon.com forward slash the art of craftsmanship all great ways to support the channel and uh, and show show some love back to the channel. Um, and for all those people that are listening, all all you know, seventy five of you, we really really appreciate everyone listening. You, the number keeps week. going down every time you mention it. Uh, what's that? I know, right? Yeah, ten. <laughs> all th all three of you. <laughs> we have more than three listeners. Come on. No, it has. Yeah, it's been nice. It's been growing slowly, but it's been growing, which is really cool. And and again, I think we mentioned this before, but there are a lot of people in the community that are listening, um, and they let us know. We really appreciate that. And those are the people that you know we want to listen. We want everybody to listen, but it's fun having having some people that we know and like listening as well. So, thank you to everyone. 
and uh, yeah, that's it. All right, everybody. Thanks so much, and we will talk to you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.